Welcome to Sounds from the Shelves. I'm Mika. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lee. And today we have our friend Jeff Bidas from our marketing department here at the library. Welcome, Jeff. Thank Woo-hoo. you. <laughs> Would you like to give a short introduction about yourself? Uh, yeah. I am one of our PR coordinators at the county library. I've been here for almost five years now, and um, it's a pretty fun place to work. Bringing endorsement. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> we're so happy to have you with us. So you may have guessed, since Jeff is from marketing, we're going to talk about marketing at the library today. It's a, a department we have that many people don't know about. So our first question, what exactly does our library marketing team do? I don't know what we don't do. Uh, we do a lot of things. Uh, we, we were talking about this before I came here. And um, so obviously marketing, right? Mm-hmm. We would do external marketing so that people know about our programs and they get to see the things that uh, the library offers. Um, but aside from that, we also do social media, which is in its own way a weird form of marketing. Um, we do all of our public relations, which some people think is the same as marketing. Uh, it's literally a question they're going to ask you when you go into a PR coordinator job. Do you know the difference between marketing and public relations? And there is a difference, but those lines seem to be blurred. So we do that as well. And we do all of our internal communications as well. So we make sure that we're all communicating well. Um, and that all of our stuff is spelled correctly in uh, all of our documents, which I think gets on some people's nerves sometimes, but uh, (laughs) we just expect perfection. So, yeah. I mean, if you don't, you're going to have like 175 people going, um, you spelled that wrong. (laughs) Yeah, we do. And it's really funny because when we proof any like book list or anything that comes through, we have a team of, um, you know, six or seven people and all that stuff gets proofed about two or three times. Now, if I make a mistake on social media where it's not proofed and 25,000 people see it, I get to hear about it a lot. (laughs) So there's no proofing there, but there is on the other end. And so we try and make sure that all that um, external and internal facing stuff looks nice and we're using the the proper nouns and adjectives and all that stuff. Make us all look good. Yes. (laughs) Not hard. There's some good writers here, so (laughs) as you could imagine. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have a background in English. <laughs> yes. And that's one of the funny things because there's a lot of MLA writers. And then we have people who have master's degrees, say, in a science. And then you have a bunch of um, APA writers. And then we write like an AP style, which we hybridize with everything to kind of make it easier for everyone. But um, luckily for me, I have a journalism degree from an English department, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because of just the way that the school was structured. And so I understand that AP style. and um, But then I also have a master's degree, which gave me the APA style. And so you kind of like, I kind of understand all of it. And when people are frustrated, I also understand their frustrations. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah. It was definitely interesting going from my bachelor's where you use the MLA and -hmm. then going to grad school where they're like, no, no, we don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, what? (laughs) It's such a weird world to jump into, especially because I went from a journalism degree to a science degree. And so when you have a MS, you're writing a, like a lot more technical writing. Right. And um, I remember turning in my first draft of something I was doing in, in graduate school. Yeah. And they looked at it and they were like, well, this is good and descriptive, but this isn't how we do it. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, was a big, it was a big learning curve there. It was so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's interesting. I talked to my husband about that. He has a degree in linguistics, and then I have a, a bachelor's in English literature. And so just like our approach to writing things is so different because he's like all science and technical. And I'm like, I argued this. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, that's like one of the cool things about the library, though, is even if you don't understand those things, we have like resources, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can learn about those things or you can go on and you can jump on one of our web resources and you can say, okay, I don't understand AP. What is happening? Why are these citations so weird looking? And you can easily, not easily, but you can figure that stuff out. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's easy to switch a writing style ever. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I do not think so. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easier than having no resources. That's true. <laughs> so how many staff members are on the marketing team and who are they and what are their like specific job duties? Sure. Um, well, we're really lucky because we have a big and good marketing team. There aren't many libraries that have what we have. There aren't even many county institutions that have what we have. Um, but with 600 employees and uh, 18 branches, we have... A pretty good sized marketing team. So um, we have three graphic designers. That would be Jamie and Leslie and Claudia. Um, they obviously do all the wonderful visual stuff that we see on all of our posters and our website and all those things. Um, they conceptualize all that stuff off of the copy that is written by myself and Marissa. And Marissa joined us about like a year and a half, almost two years ago, I think. So she was a great addition after um, Tavin left. I loved Tavin, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, he wanted to move on and do something else. So we do all the copy and all the public relations stuff. Um, and then Claudia doubles as a um, project manager and... She's really the heart of that whole department. Without her, none of us would know what to do, not even Sarah, I don't think, um, because she really gets everything in line and tells us kind of when we need to be where and what we need to do. Um, then we have Sarah as well, who is our marketing manager. She's the boss of that department. Absolutely wonderful boss. Uh, I admit I was terrified when we lost our last boss, Liz. I really liked her, but they brought in someone who um, really filled her shoes uh, in a different way, not a bad way. They're both good, but good in their own ways. Mm -hmm. And then everyone knows Tracy. He's been here the longest and Tracy's our print guy. And if you need any historical uh, recollection of things that have happened here at the library, he's been here a pretty long time. So he can give you all those <laughs> things. So that's the team. I'm trying to remember. I, I hope I didn't leave anyone out. That's everyone, right? Yeah, I think so. That's everyone I can think of. But yeah. I mean, I don't work with them every day. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're up there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all of them. Why do you think marketing is important for a library system? See, now I feel like I'm going back to my interview. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And I think that question actually came up. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, marketing is a thing that is not very well done a lot of times in libraries. Um, I feel lucky that we have a, you know, a leadership team that understands that marketing is kind of its own thing. Um, it kind of stands out from what are the rest of the stuff that we're doing at the library. So marketing's great for interacting with people. I mean, that's like our number one goal. I, when I look at like what's happening at marketing at, at some other places and when I've gone to conferences and when I've done presentations and things like that, um, you know, I feel like I'm teaching things that I had learned in my past career, but I'm, I'm showing these things for the first time a lot of times. So when we talk about marketing uh, at a library, you know, we get a lot of what, what we're going to do is kind of where we were when I got here. Like, this is what this program is. But mm -hmm. it never answers why it's important. 
Okay, and so that's that's the thing we need to address when we're marketing in our library programs. Why is this thing something that we should be doing? Why do we need to do this? What impact does it have on the community? And I try to really um, make sure that comes out in all of our copy. And it gives people when they read it or when they look at the image that we come up with after that, a reason to be here. Okay, so if we're, we're in the Kearns um, branch right now and we have this, mm -hmm. this wonderful studio here. This is a thing that just doesn't exist in a lot of libraries. We're in a soundproof room, basically full of instruments, okay, which uh, producer Carl over here was integral to helping put together. So, um, yeah, Carl. But that's a good what, okay? But what's the impact of that, okay? Do we have a kid who doesn't know how to play guitar or can't afford a guitar or no one can afford a drum set? Those things are expensive, right? Yeah. Um, and no parents want a drum set in a room. No. In a house. <laughs> and so we have that great electronic drum set over there. And just this room alone, it's providing people with an opportunity to express themselves through music or through voice or, you know, if they want to sing or play piano. You know, like I look at the piano my whole life. I've wanted to learn to play piano. You know, I don't really have the time to do it now because I'm focused on other things, which I think we'll talk about later. But um, it's there. And if, I, if I'm older and I want to come in and I don't want to drop the money on that piano... I have it there. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great thing for the community. And that is what marketing is at a library. It's showing why we need those things as opposed to just what they are. Yeah. It's, it's a great avenue. Um, it's like you can tell one person and they might tell a couple people. But when the marketing team goes out, you're telling a multitude of people. Yeah. And the library is all about access. Yeah. And if people don't know what we have, they're not going to come in to access right. all and this great equipment. So We do. And we do. I think this year we have something like 24 appearances on just one TV station alone. Um, we've already done four or so. I think we have like 20 left. And every time I tell them about the things that we have in these mm -hmm. branches, or even this morning when I went on, I talked about the Seeds Library. That's the mm -hmm. thing that, what? You have that? You know, and it's still one of those things where we're fighting this battle to tell people that, you know, we're not just these books on these shelves and these people mm -hmm. telling you to be quiet. Like if you go out in the Kearns Library right now, it's not very quiet. <laughs> but but there are spaces for quiet. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, so those things are all taken into consideration. And, and as these libraries evolve, you have to you have to evolve with what's happening, you know, uh, on like a social scale and all those things as well. Speaking of evolution. <laughs> oh, boy. We wanted to talk about uh, some of the ways, how has marketing changed over the years as, as you've been involved and as library marketing has changed? Well, COVID was interesting because we got a bunch of, you know, new duties there. Um, the biggest thing for us since I came on is I really took over social media. Um, I took over Instagram and Facebook. Since then, I've given Instagram away. And I've asked Marissa to do that, which she's done. Now I've switched over to Twitter, which I thought was the most toxic place on earth. But um. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, I find is this polarizing thing where it's either so awesome and you like connect with cool people and have these cool discussions or so toxic. And you're just like, why? Why does this exist? Why? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it, it, is, it is a weird platform, and it's a hard platform for us because I think a lot of people go there because they want to prove their point or they want to find their anger or their happiness for the day. Of course, we try to provide the happiness part mm -hmm. of it. Um, we're not going to get in any uh, debates or anything like that. That's, that's not really what accounting entities should be doing, and I wouldn't mm -hmm. do it anyway, even if they asked me to. So 
um, you know, the, the doing that stuff was the biggest new thing that I think marketing had taken on. I, I came right after a transition when every branch had its own page mm-hmm. and there was a lot of interesting things going on as far as branding and how we were posting and there was no solidarity and all that. And so um, my first boss here kind of, she definitely ruffled some feathers when she changed <laughs> those things up, but I think it was for the better. And, you know, we have a one united voice now and um, it's so great to get on there and just see people interact and every now and then the media will pick up a tweet or something like that and they'll send it out there and we get, you know, a bunch of likes. So mm-hmm. that's, that's really fun. Although Twitter is, like I said, it is an interesting platform for a library. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely the most difficult to work with. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so yeah. low on visuals compared to the others, that, mm-hmm. yes. you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have to agree. That's definitely something that's changed a lot because um, we, we all had to adapt to that as well. And, you know, libraries are about people and like we were all shut down and shut away. So like, how do we connect again? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still people that, you know, can't come out into the public. So I love the fact that we're still engaging yeah. on social media yeah. and virtually with people. Yeah, it is a big one. And um you mentioned this idea of, of connecting and, and people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've done a few symposiums or whatever you want to call them and presentations on um, is just how do we use these tools properly? And, you know, you see so many libraries go on and they're like, uh, you know, we have this story time coming up. Okay, well, that's great. <laughs> so what about that? Right. Or <laughs> even at that point, like how many times can you post that? Like, we need to be interacting with people. That's what we're here to do, right? We're here to spread a message of, you know, if you've read our mission statement, you know what that is. So, you know, I like to use our social media as a digital friend, right? Mm-hmm. Someone, I, I don't know if you follow the, the post, but I'm sure most of, most of you do. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes there'll be something up there you don't like, and that's okay. And that's just how <laughs> posting works. <laughs> I just know. like the pun. Every time yeah. there's a pun post, I'm like, yes. But I have yeah. a thing for puns. So. I do too. Can you tell? Uh, I can tell a little bit. That, I think you could see about 180th of the puns that I tell our team in a week. Um, yeah, so there's there's a bunch of them. But it's just providing like another means for people to interact and to talk to someone. And so we we would always say when I first got here, I'd be like, your social media needs to be social media. We don't mm-hmm. call it advertising media. And mm-hmm. so that was when we really stepped back on like, are we going to put all these um, links to our website out and stuff like that? It just didn't seem like a wise way to use that tool for me when the point of it is to connect with people, not to advertise the thing that you have, which it can do that. Mm-hmm. But you just, you, you have to be smart about how you do it. And really mm-hmm. the way these algorithms work now, you yeah. unfortunately have to spend money. So Yeah, you, you have to be more engaging Correct. with people. Yeah. yeah, and that's a big part of it too is mm-hmm. do I reply? Do I hit a like, you know, and yeah. that stuff. And so sometimes we get busy and, and that's hard to do, but mm-hmm. um, I still try to go through and if you see a, I try to have nice snarky comments <laughs> if that's a thing <laughs> <laughs> or just support what the people are saying. So, yeah. and it, it, it could make someone's day and that's, that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about kind of like the bigger picture stuff, but what do you do on a typical day? Like what does a typical day for Jeff look like? We were, I was trying to figure this question out (laughs) earlier and I don't think I have one. (laughs) Um, 
Monday is like my most typical day. And that's mm-hmm. when I'm going to come in and be like, All right, I'm banging social media out. We're going to get this task done so we can move on to the next stuff. But we, we call them missiles in our department. So we have incoming things mm-hmm. that happen a lot of times, like a newspaper will send us a request or something like that. Um, and we have to respond to that. Um, but typically, you're going to look, I'm doing social media, interacting on social media. Um, I spend probably a third to like 40% of my week doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's less because you're in a great zone writing and you're like, I'm funny today. (laughs) (laughs) Other times you're like, I'm funny today. And then no one acts on it. And you're like, that was stupid. Why did I say that? (laughs) Um, So there's that, but there's a lot of copywriting. Um, I am probably our hardest proofer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that just comes from spending so much time thinking about how I'm going to write things Mm -hmm. because I was a reporter um, a long time ago. And um, I had a job in broadcasting for 15 years before I decided to move out west from the Midwest. Um, And again, that was being very hard on myself when I would write and I would proof things. So um, a lot of proofing. Um, So you come in looking at like interacting with social media I try to get to everyone's proofing so that they can move on with their job before I do anything else. Um, but then some days I'm like one of those people who just buries his head in a project. Um, if it's a video project, especially, I have to like bear down and just work on mm-hmm. it for six or eight straight hours until mm-hmm. that thing is done because mm-hmm. it sucks to come back to that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's that's kind of it. We may be on TV. We might be doing interviews with a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, We've done things, we've gone out and like put signs at libraries and stuff like that. So um, maybe doing video, I may be helping Jim write an email, like who knows? There's, it's so various. And that's kind of what makes it a fun job actually. It's, it's mm-hmm. not always the same thing every day. If it makes you feel any better, it was probably a year ago, we did a day in the life of a librarian and our answer was very similar. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you don't know, right? You don't know what the day is going to yeah. be like. It's, it's like I'll get in and then I see a link to a, a massive Adobe document and then I'm sad because I know there's a lot of proofing in that every time. <laughs> so I don't, I don't always know what we're going to be doing, but it's probably going to deal with words. I feel like that's a good place to be. It is. I like words. It is. And I love copywriting and all that stuff. So it's, it's always fun stuff. And I, I'm a... I rewrite a lot of our copy. A lot of times it, it would get shared from the last year or mm-hmm. just updated. And I'll go back and look at what I wrote a year ago and think, this is terrible. And it's time to rewrite something new. We are our worst, our own worst critics. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In every possible way, it <laughs> yeah. seems. Yes. So what's your favorite part of your job? Oh, man. I love doing TV appearances. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. Don't you I have would... to get up super early, though? Yes, sometimes. (laughs) I don't love doing them at 5.35 in the morning, especially when I was living up in the mountains and I had a 40-minute drive to the station and nothing was plowed yet. I'm driving in 18 inches of snow. Yeah, that that would suck. Um, That was not my favorite part. But I love doing the TV appearances. I love writing copy. That's one of my favorite parts. I love writing media advisories. I know Mm -hmm. that seems like a weird thing, but it's it's almost like writing a news story in some ways. Mm -hmm. I like to think of how can we get the media to respond? You know, I like the psychological part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a lot of classes in persuasion in my master's degree. So, um, you know, I like to see if those techniques actually work. <laughs> 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 um, 
but those are probably my favorite things. I wish we could do more radio and more mm-hmm. stuff like we're mm-hmm. doing this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. This is where I feel most at home, where I spent most of my career through most of my life was in a studio like this. So mm-hmm. um, those are probably my favorite things to do. Awesome. Nice. And events. I like events a lot, events. too. I like events, too. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great event last weekend. Yeah, we did. 80s prom was 80s crazy. Prom. Yes. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. People- I- Yeah, everyone kept coming up to me and they're like, you look like somebody. I'm like, I'm supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell people who you're supposed to look like. Oh, I was I was kind of emulating a big hair band slash MTV VJ. So Mm. I had like, you know, I have the shaggy wolf cut. So I like brushed my hair out. I had a choker on. I had like the spiked bracelets, the, you know, the black belt with the chains, ripped jeans, you know. You know, I had the Joan Jett t-shirt on. Yeah. It was a good look. Yeah. I liked it. It was rock. I, was, I had people yeah. taking pictures with me there because yeah. of the ridiculousness of my outfit, which I didn't think was that crazy after I saw some of the other ones. Oh, yeah. Everybody went all out. I was so impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Rufus, the guy in the purple suit. Did you see him? Yes! Yeah. We, we did a awesome. picture together. Yeah. He was like, your MTV shirt's great. That's my favorite part of the 80s was just like style and fashion was so completely over the top and ridiculous yeah so fantastic it really was (laughs) although i would never have very good style because my hair is like straighter than straight and so i just can't poof it very well and you need poofy hair you just do yeah i had a mullet then which was really cool (laughs) i was like a little nine-year-old running around with a mullet and i had spikes on top and then everything was neon in the late 80s because, yeah. you know, you think about the mid 80s and I, that was well represented at that event. Yes. But to me, the the, the 80s is like the late 80s and 90s. So mm-hmm. you have like the Memphis style, like um, pants and shirts and stuff like Screech mm-hmm. Powers wore on mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or Zach. Remember Zach had those big yes. pants like that? <laughs> Did see a few of those. Yeah. 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 Then there was like one group. They wore all wore the same shirt. Did you see those? A bunch of guys. I don't. I don't know. There was so much good stuff. Yeah, there. and there that, was that, so much going on. That's one of the things I love is our events <laughs> yeah. too. Is there, other than the '80s prom, which obviously <laughs> was a lot of fun, is there a particular system event that's been your favorite so far? I know marketing is involved in a lot of them. '80s event was '80s prom was in my top five for sure. When that music kicked in, I was like nostalgia. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah I was like, this is good. And it was the first time I knew all the trivia. I didn't miss one trivia question. And there was an older couple next to me, probably in their 60s. And I was, as soon as the question would pop up, I'd tell them the answer. And so they were kind of getting some cheating, but they weren't quite fast enough on their phones. Um, I really like the Mardi Gras events. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm from St. Louis, and there's a lot of um, French history in St. Louis. And so, you know, like we have a... um, a neighborhood called Soulard. Listen to how French that sounds. I grew up <laughs> off of a street called Gravois. So Gravois, as you would say. Um, and so I really love the Mardi Gras events. I love Southern culture. I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of things about Mardi Gras that people don't know. It's not just a big party. There's reasons that we do the things that we do at Mardi Gras. Although the party part is also fun too. So Mardi Gras is <laughs> up there for me. Um, there was one more I'm trying to remember what it was that I really enjoyed. Oh, I love our star parties. Oh, yeah. Because we all have an inner nerd, I think. 
Um, uh, oh yeah, or an outer there, there's nerd. There's no. I think, I yeah, I was like, no, outer no, nerd. I think yeah. we're all nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everyone's a nerd about something. Right. It's just a matter of what. Yeah, what it is. and yeah. Um, you know, Harry Potter's so big here. I don't know the first thing about Harry Potter. I know nothing about it. I've never read a book, never seen a movie. <laughs> I know what I've learned from here. I pass it on to whoever else is working. <laughs> but star parties, um, I love astronomy. So mm-hmm. I love to go out and look through the telescopes. And now that we have the big telescopes over yeah. at Whitmore, mm-hmm. um, I'll be getting those. And they'll be traveling. To, we have such yeah. great dark skies here in certain parts of Utah. So Yeah, the telescopes um, are really popular. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're really, really fun. So those are the three things I probably like the most. Nice. Um, to come back to the Harry Potter, um, so we do a um, owl camp every year for, was it 11 to 18? Um, so the first year that I was working here at the county, I signed up to work the owl camp work group. I have never read the Harry Potter books. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to be so intricate and involved. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait. That's a lot of work. I, I better read these books. Um, so <laughs> I like sped through the whole series. Um, I remember Carl walked in. I was making these like slime kits and I was listening to one of the books, but I had it on like 2.75. So it was like really squeaky and everything. He's like, what is that? Is that English? Like, yeah. He's like, do you understand that? I'm like, yes, I'm from New York. Yes, I do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was definitely an interesting experience for yeah. me because it was my first system wide event. Same so, for me. Cause I'm yeah. a, I am a reader. Like I do yeah. read a lot and, um, but I've never read the Harry Potter books. And there was a guy that I was working with back when I was in, um, college and he was probably in his late forties and he was super into the Harry Potter books. And like, I kind of didn't know, even know what it was, you know, mm-hmm. and I still, even until I started working here, yeah. you know, it never really crossed my mind. I have a cousin who's super into it, um, mm. but no, I've I've never read them. Yeah, no. <laughs> I recommend reading them at least once. I'll give them a go. I think eventually. I might have been way into Harry Potter at some point, including reading Harry Potter fan fiction. Maybe, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> yes, it's true. Okay, <laughs> my niece <laughs> loves it. Like there's yes. a Potterland, right? Isn't there like a Harry yeah. Potter world or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, she's going to it. They're getting yes. ready to go this summer. Yeah. They're going to have a, a great time, I'm sure. Yeah. So we've touched on it a little bit, but how has the library's branding developed and changed over the years? Like, can you give us any of the history of what you know of, like how it originally started? I can, but I, if you can turn around, I, I can't grab it because I have that, you know, I, this stuff's kind of in the way. But um, I brought one of our old hats Okay. Uh, wait, we so say want, hats? Well, this is a this is a corduroy hat. What? Yes. <laughs> so dun, I dun, brought dun. you to show you how far we've come. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man. We're we're gonna have to take a picture of this. Yes. <laughs> so it's a uh, a baby blue corduroy hat with a rope across the front of it, and it has it's you can tell it's older because it has one of these fold down things that I would put over my eyes when I was a kid, right? To <laughs> prop up the, the front of the hat. Um, and it says Salt Lake County Library System, which we don't really say anymore. And then some people call it services. We don't say that either. Um, but if you look at the logo, I mean, I, they, I guess they were trying to incorporate paper into the logo. And it looks kind of like ah. folded paper, but it also looks like 
I don't know, maybe a, a logo for like an intergalactic <laughs> star a, traveler that's or something. That's what I was right? thinking, yeah. yes. Yeah. They, were, they were trying to be like 3D without being 3D. <laughs> so I'm not sure what was happening there, <laughs> um, but that's where we came from. So, and I know art changes over time and, yes. and we, we have different preferences for how things look, but um, then we had the fan. We also had that fan logo, which I'm sure everyone's seen that's on the old library cards. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, like if you have an colors. old library card, it's totally on there. Yeah. Yeah. My wow. original library card was like a purple one that they had and it had that logo that's on the hat. Oh, wow. And I love that hat. You've like, got I would, a super old library not card. Not anymore. I lost that one, but like I would Aww. wear that hat now. I think it's cool. Well, I think yeah. this hat, this hat. This hat has come back around, right? I think so, yeah. This hat hat is old enough to be cool again. Corduroy's back. Right. Like, I mean, kids dress like my dad now, so Mm -hmm. I know this hat has come back around. That is very true. It's true. Every time I see people dressed, I'm like, the 90s are back. Why didn't I save my 90s clothes? Right? Yeah. I know. I'm waiting for for Jinkos. I haven't seen them. That's right. But I'm waiting for them. Waiting for it. And on a day like today... I got to tell you, kids, you're going to have some wet, cold feet if you're wearing those big baggy. I fought that fight mm-hmm. in 1997, mm-hmm. and it's a losing battle. Don't yeah. wear nice shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, the styles change. And from a branding standpoint, we had a major issue branding across the whole system. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that is something you don't want when, when you are a big single entity. And even to some extent, we still do have issues with that. We try to resolve them as nicely as we can. But the logo has grown up. The logo has changed. And we had to incorporate the logo with the county's logo. Um, We somehow have gotten some freedom in those areas that maybe other institutions don't have or other organizations don't have. So Mm -hmm. I feel lucky uh, there, though we have to be pretty strict with what we can do with the logo. Like we can't change colors and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. We can only go blue. It's the only color change. We can have white black, blue, or the gold and maroon, which is, and those are the only ones which were allowed. So, um, that's good to know. Yeah. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. Yep. And that's a countywide policy. So I changed them once and, Mm. uh, I got yelled at. Um, (laughs) so we can't do that, but, um, you know, the branding has become more unified over time. Um, so that way, if you walk in, in Harriman, you know, that you're in the same place as when you walk in, in Kearns or Mill Creek or wherever else. So that's why we try and have that branch thing. Where I was like, mm-hmm. don't call us a library because then you're designating yourselves as a, as a community's only library, whereas we kind of see this as we're a big community mm-hmm. um, with smaller branches out into the other communities. So um, that's how the branding has changed, or at least my understanding of it, because it hasn't changed too much since I got mm-hmm. here. So I like, I like that answer. I Thanks. Like, yeah. I like being on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best way to, let's do this every Monday. If you can convince my manager. <laughs> right? I was just going to say. I told you, I read a lot of persuasion books. <laughs> what was maybe the craziest request or question you've received through uh, social media? <sighs> well... We do have some angry people sometimes. Uh, we, we, have, we do get tagged in uh, a very strange email that um, this guy sends out to the entire county. Uh, um, I can't really talk about it beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, as far as like weirdness goes, I don't think we have a whole lot of crazy things that 
that get requested or asked of us. Is it, are there things on the librarian end that are really odd? See, we don't just don't have the interaction oh, every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, like this is a safe space, so people come in and ask everything. So yeah, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. you're like. Mm, that's 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 crossing a boundary. <laughs> but how can I answer you? Because this is probably a legitimate question. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's great about librarians in the library. Uh, yeah. We we do accommodate and mm-hmm. understand that everyone has their own view on the world and things like that. So right. Um, sometimes the newscasters say things that we don't send them. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go on and they'll say, and then you'll have free food there. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> The only way you're getting free food is you go in the park and you ask someone else for it. (laughs) um, So that's kind of a funny thing that happens. Um, We still, no matter how many times I tell people we are the county library, I still get called Salt Lake County Library Services when I go on media or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I don't know if people grew up seeing that and that's where that's from. I've only been in Salt Lake for six years now. So um, maybe I don't understand the context Mm -hmm. behind that. that's the one thing that we get the most. And we get confused with the city library a lot. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's kind of understandable. I mean, yeah, Salt Lake City's in Salt Lake County. And, mm-hmm. right. and we do work with them. So you can do like interlibrary stuff, which is mm-hmm. really nice. But um, I always find it's really easy if you break it down like uh, with taxes and then mm-hmm. people understand that. Right. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, so my taxes actually go here because I live here. Oh, that's why you're separate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's the best well, way. Well, I think it. some of the confusion for people also comes with a lot of staff goes between library systems yeah. mm-hmm. at different points mm-hmm. in their career. Yes. And so they'll see somebody at a county branch and then they'll see them at a city branch and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. That happens a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. We There's a lot of crossover and uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I've been pretty strict on when I send emails out if we're doing an appearance somewhere that this is this at the county library. Mm-hmm. It's the county library. County library. Don't yep. call it not the county library. Call it the county library. <laughs> Don't call it county library services. Don't call it Salt Lake City mm-hmm. County Library. Yeah. Uh, we're not county of Utah, Salt Lake, Provo Library. We're just the <laughs> county library. <laughs> yep. So is there anything else about the marketing department that you think everyone should know that we haven't asked you? Um, we're not there to be mean and, and judge your signs. Because <laughs> when I first came in here, I would walk in and they weren't used to having someone come into the branch to take photos. Mm-hmm. And I would, I love being mobile. I and don't like sitting at my desk a whole lot um, unless it's Monday and I'm trying to get social media done. Uh, so, you know, we'll go into the library and I would walk in and it was when we were going through the rebranding process Mm -hmm. and I would just get like dagger eyes. Like, (laughs) like, what are you doing? And people would, people would literally say, what are you doing here? (laughs) They'd say it like that. Not like, Hey, what are you doing here? Like, there's a big difference. (laughs) And, um, and I was like, I'm just taking some video. You guys got a cool library. You know, it's, I want to make sure everyone knows about it. And um, yeah, so that's, there's that. And uh, we are here to help in every single way. Don't be afraid to ask. We, we really want to um, make sure people know about the library. And it's hard because, you know, you look at our event calendar and when you got five dozen events every day or something like that, 
you know, and we get a lot of requests for, you know, can you share this event and stuff? And we have pretty limited space on our social media. And so that can be hard to work, but we'll figure out a way, you know, we have unlimited play with our stories on Instagram pretty much. And um, so we're there to get it out there. Just let us know about it. Awesome. (laughs) So changing tax completely. Oh boy. (laughs) We've heard that you're into biking. I am. And you know what I got to do is figure out our bike repair stations. Hey. Yeah, which was really fun <laughs> for me. So I got to build those up, which was really cool. Definitely, in, I've started, I, I grew up playing hockey. Um, I skateboarded, snowboarded. And then when I was about 30-ish, I started riding mountain bikes. And that has kind of taken over um, pretty much all my physical activity time. So. <laughs> But yeah, I love riding bikes, and I love that we have the bike repair stations here. So um, I like to jump off cliffs. <laughs> I like to do big jumps. I like to try backflips and things like that. And I like to have surgeries, apparently. So <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I did my interview in a cast. So I couldn't oh. get my suit coat on. Oh. Um, and then I had to type a uh, media advisory with one hand. And I would just kind of, because uh, this hand was the one that was this right hand, and I had to just, I could just tap, like karate chop. So I was left hand mobile and right hand karate chopping on the space bar, basically. And in my, in my interview, the next guy in, I wasn't done when the next guy came in to type. And I felt so bad, because you don't ever really want to see the people you're interviewing against. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then they, they kind of made fun of me. Um, and then I immediately broke my leg after I got hired here and they were like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) The mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went about a year and then I broke my collarbone and my wrist and, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you, you pay to play (laughs) and we, I think I have a saying and it's, uh, the mountain will collect and it will collect in blood. Um, (laughs) So you have to pay for your fun sometimes, and that's that's how it works. That was real dark. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> a little emo in me. So this is this is why my hobbies are cross stitching. Worst I can do is put a needle in my finger. Well, that doesn't sound too good either. <laughs> it, it's not. Although it, I almost never get very deep, but occasionally yeah. I draw blood. Yeah, but it's so nice to see. You know, we have places where you can park your bikes, and mm-hmm. it's cool that people can ride their bikes and. Um, when we outfitted those bike repair stations that we have in Kearns, Granite, and I think we have one in Daybreak, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to come in, uh, so many of those tools are specialized and expensive. And again, access, right? Yes. Now mm-hmm. I can come in here on a weekend and I can throw my bike on that stand, which just a stand alone is a couple hundred bucks. So mm-hmm. uh, to be able to come in here and fix the bike up. You know, I basically tore my whole bike apart last year and put it all back together right here in Kearns. So, um, yeah, it's a good, it's a great resource. And we have thousands and thousands of bikers in this, in this town. So, yeah. Do you ever do the, um, I forgot what group it is, but I think they do Thursday nights and they just like ride around. No, because like, I, <laughs> no, I don't really road bike. Um, oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I ride to break my leg, not to exercise. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do mostly mountain biking wow. and okay. that'd be um, jumpy, mm-hmm. hucky, 
flying off of cliffs type stuff. So yeah, I would immediately fall over. I yeah, have no balance <laughs> yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird hobby that led me out west. Mm. You know, it started in the Midwest, and I came out to Colorado from the Midwest, like everyone in Illinois does, and then. <laughs> I realized there are mountains past Colorado, mm-hmm. and I really liked Utah after visiting. And it was, I think, after my first visit, I was living in Jackson Hole, and I said, this is definitely more of a spot for me. So we moved, and then a year later, I was here at the library. And the uh, nice. biking scene is amazing. The people mm-hmm. here are really nice. It's probably the nicest city I've ever seen. So. We call it, although we call it like a beginner city, it's a good beginner city. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been to like Chicago or, you know, New York or even yeah. like St. Louis or Kansas City, it's so much bigger. But mm-hmm. um, especially my wife's from Chicago. So, yeah. um, but this is everything you need is here. we got a great airport and mm-hmm. great biking. And like I said, people here are stupendous. So. Yeah. I always tell people that Salt Lake City has most of the benefits of a big city without a lot of the drawbacks because we're not quite that big. (laughs) Right, right. Like, you know, people, when you're walking down the street, um, they don't just want to punch you for no reason just because you're in the way. So, (laughs) which is nice. You know, people generally are pretty, pretty chill here. So it's kind of a mountain attitude. I love that when you said that, Carl looked directly at me. <laughs> like, I don't punch people. Thank you. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, Who could ever yeah. punch Carl? <laughs> I've never been punched. <laughs> See? Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, the minute I met Carl, I was like, Carl and I are going to work. <laughs> like, and I was like, I was like, I think Magna is my favorite branch now. <laughs> Magna yeah. is pretty awesome. Magna is pretty good. Good staff out there for sure. Kearns mm-hmm. is good too. Though. They're, mm-hmm. they're all good. They are. It's true. Every branch has good things and bad things. Yeah. No, every branch is always perfect. <laughs> always. They're all so good. <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming and talking with us. We were super excited to have you on. Um, and thank you everyone listening for listening to us. It's been super fun to have this podcast going on for just over a year now. Yay! (laughs) We made it. (laughs) Um, If you want to listen to more of this podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll have new episodes every month, and our old episodes are always available to listen to. Um, If you want to see more of our marketing team in action, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, If you want to find them really easy, they're all linked on our webpage, um, or you can look for the county library. Chances are that's what we're under. <laughs> um, and if you want to talk to us hosts and tell us what you like or don't like or ask us questions, you can email us at shelvespodcast at slclibrary.org. We would love to hear from you. And that's what we've got for today. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.